Recorded live. Welcome to the great show. This is John Allen reminding you if you're so concerned about woodchucks, why don't you go study them for yourself and solve the question once and for all. And I'm Jeremy Young coming to you today with 25% more salt because Jesus said to increase our sodium and be the salt of the earth. You know, I'm not really sure that's exactly the application he had in mind. Well, that's your interpretation. <laughs> well, fair enough. That is, that is when I interpreted the passage. That, that wasn't what I thought. <laughs> How are you today, Jeremy? Oh, I'm surviving. How about you? We're making it okay. So far, it's a nice, sunshiny day here in Mississippi. So, now, let me tell our viewers before we get into the program here and, and get ourselves involved in a good discussion. Uh, that today's podcast is brought to you by my upcoming book, Sarcasm as a Second Language. I have not released the date yet, but I assure you I'm really working hard on that. And uh, Sarcasm as a Second Language will be a real thing soon. You, you know, um, not to be, you know, come across too sarcastic or anything, but I would like to tell the viewers that if they're having a problem viewing, it's because it's a vocal, you know, it's a podcast that's not actually involving <laughs> anything which they can see. They haven't suddenly lost their eyesight. But we can tell the listeners that, yes. Yeah, did I say viewers? Obviously, you, did. I did, or you wouldn't be ribbing me on it right now. <laughs> yes. You have viewers, well, and I went, wait a minute, is there a camera somewhere? Yeah. I'm looking around. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, I, I'm sure that when people, if you're like me, when you hear people talk, you do form a picture of what they look like. So. Yeah, I hope that picture is better than what I really am. So. <laughs> yeah, same here. I'm hoping you know the, maybe the picture they get is better than uh, than uh, than what they I have a face with. I have a face for radio, so uh, I, I've said the same thing many times to people about right, me. So thanks. You, <laughs> <laughs> that Jeremy Young. Let me tell you, he's perfect for radio. Uh, it, have you noticed, Jeremy, and this is unrelated to our show, but it relates to what we were talking about just now. They've started putting cameras in a lot of these radio host uh, programs. Yeah, and yeah. The radio guys, and now they've got webcams or cams or cameras in there. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. In some cases, I think it's okay. In other cases, I think it's just a little ridiculous. Yeah, um, it's not going to happen here. So. Yeah. I, don't, I was going to say, I don't I don't like the idea of it for myself. Yeah, not happening with the Great Show podcast. We will remain a listening experience, and you can fill in the pictures for yourself. So, all right, but anyway, I, I told you before we came on, sarcasm is a second language. It is happening. I'm, I'm working on it. I think it could be really remarkable, and so I'm, uh, I'm getting to work on it. Should have a lot of fun with it. Uh, let's, get into, let's get into to our, you know, each week we do a short segment here and then get into something deeper. So let's transition into that. And Jeremy, you do a band phrase of the week often. I think you're going to share one with us a little bit later. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm doing the opposite to this. I'm, I'm taking the opposite side of it for you today. I have an expression or phrase that I would like to see introduced into cultural use. And it's related to Waffle House. Hmm. You might have seen 
today. Apparently, there is a Waffle House index, and it's enough of a thing that I guess FEMA even relates to it or, or refers to it when they're trying to figure out where severe damage is and where they need to be and how things are, is they they consider Waffle House because Waffle House has this the code of of knowing whether you know things are good, powers in, waters in, or, or you know maybe the powers out, but we we're still open and serving some things, and then they have code for you know we're closed, and if Waffle House is closed, then that's a really big deal. Yeah. Waffle House stays open; they don't close. So if Waffle House is closed, it's a it's a really bad thing. Uh, so here's my expression, and this is going to come in along the same lines as where the expression uh, there's no use crying over spilled milk you know the idea that we don't overreact to things mm-hmm. all right so here's my new phrase it ain't worth closing a waffle house over it ain't worth closing a waffle house over you know i may have to ban that <laughs> yeah that's all right i knew it was a possibility when i introduced it it's only because you know how i refer to the waffle house Every time I see one, I refer to them as the awful house because every time I eat there, the food is <laughs> awful. No, and let me let me say this: I think I've been to, to I almost called it awful house. I think I've been to Waffle House once, so I'm not what you would call a Waffle House enthusiast. But I'm let's not. face it: but you gotta you gotta admit, Waffle House is prominent. I, I, I have to say, I was yeah, that's true, and and they normally are open no matter what. I I, I, uh, I was treated the worst I've ever been treated in a in an awful house once, and uh, literally, I mean, the the, the waitress who was uh, taking our order, she got everything wrong. Took an hour to get our food out, which was insane because all we ordered was literally um, <laughs> like scrambled eggs and bacon, um, and and. Uh, and she was rude the whole time, and so I did something I never do. I was in college, um, and, and normally I, you know, I don't, I didn't have a lot of money anyway. But normally I, I tip as well as I can. In this yeah. situation, I decided to give her my two cents worth, literally, by leaving her uh-huh. two pennies because she was horrible. She picks up the two pennies as we're walking out the door, and she winged them at me and and uh, the roommate who I, I was with. And, uh, I mean, literally just winged them at us. I have never had anyone throw, uh, throw money back at me. But uh, needless to say, we did not return to that awful house again. But, uh, Understood. Jim Gavigan makes a lot of jokes about Waffle House, and I think you would probably uh, – you would probably enjoy a lot of that. So. Yeah. <laughs> and he does refer to it as Awful House at one point. He yeah. Jokes he jokes <laughs> at the sign, you know, it's out like it's a, like it's a ransom note because of how they have the letters arranged in the <laughs> squares. It and does. He sometimes, I, he, he said sometimes I, the W is burned out, so it, it just says Awful House. <laughs> yes. That's great. Yeah. So, Oh, it's been a, it's been a long time since I've eaten one. But back in my college years, you know, that's we we would go there a couple times, and there are a few times around the country. Remember, uh, my dad and we, and the, you know my sister and I traveled around the country, and you knew they'd be open, and you need something to eat. But it was the food was always subpar at See, best. I <laughs> ate at one. I ate at one. And we happened to go as it was opening. If it wasn't its first day in business, it was like its second or third day in business. Mm. I recall, and so it was. It was fine. 
But then again, you know, it was brand new, so that might. Well, been. yeah, that's true. That, that might make a difference. Them. So anyway, the point being, I think this could really become a cultural expression. It ain't worth closing a Waffle House over. Yep. So I hesitated a little bit because I don't generally use the word ain't. Uh, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't time, seem normal coming out of your out of your mouth. Yeah, the word I, ain't. I under, yeah, I know. But in this case, given the context and given how this expression would be used, I think it it fits. Yeah, it has a better ain't. ring to it than it isn't worth closing a Waffle House over. <laughs> That's true. So, well, oh, it's I tell you what, it's getting bad out there. Yeah, but it ain't worth closing the Waffle House over. See? Yeah, I can see it. I like that. I really think it could work. So ban it if you like, but I'm going to be using it this week because I'm trying to get it to gain some traction. Well, I'll use it. I'll use it for a little bit and then see if I get tired of it. How's that? And I won't ban it yet. Maybe, um, maybe, today, maybe tune yeah. in next week because maybe you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. By, by next week, it may be over. Um, right. All right. I Go have ahead. Uh, uh, I have a, a rant very similar to something I did a couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago, you'll remember I took a shot at uh, Colin Kaepernick and, and his whole movement, and I, I referenced uh, yeah. Sylvester Stallone and and, uh, and sort of went through a number of Sylvester Stallone movies. I think the total was 49 movies in which I was, was able to lot. use. It's yeah, one of the greatest moments in the Great Show podcast history. Yeah, well, I don't know that I can repeat that, but um, I, I do. Um, in the same vein, I'm going to take a one of what will be many shots at Hugh Jackman over as and you know I, as I have in the past. I'm, I will always, I'm sure, take shots at him. Um, but I wanted to do so in a unique way. So it's it's a monkey's tribute to Hugh Jackman as I am going to let Hugh know what I think about him right now. Um, where he is in his acting career, and I'm going to use as many monkey songs uh, as I possibly can. Um, okay, so, so this is monkey songs about monkeys, or this is songs, these are songs by the group the monkeys. Songs by the monkeys. So it's a okay. monkeys tribute to Hugh Jackman. My, that changes my viewing experience as I try to picture. Yeah. Okay, and and the listening experience. That's true. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, okay. Uh, let me let me start. Uh, Hugh Jackman, I'm a believer in perseverance and also in speaking the plain truth. You've spent many years in milking this acting thing, and it's time for you to stop. In movie terms, there was a time that the phrase, you bring the summer, was brightly believed in your own mind. Oh, my, my, the lies we tell ourselves. The truth is, I want to be free of this disdain that your acting has over my life. You are Wolverine, not Valerie, not Randy Scouse Git. My mocking of you has always been good, clean fun, but seriously, you are no longer the biggest Marvel character not owned by the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I know that you can't see that Ryan Reynolds made you his own private stepping stone and has eclipsed you. Hugh, you seem to have difficulty seeing the writing on the wall, but your career, even as Wolverine, is going down. I know that in the crush of your own mind, you can see it, or you can't see it. You only see shades of gray, Jean Gray. But even then, I believe Liam Neeson could turn back into Dark Man and take you out. I like to think um, that many actors have the same mindset that perhaps you have, that I'll be back on my feet. But listen, 
this is the daydream believer in you. And despite Hollywood's backing and all you, all of your toys as Wolverine, you still are on the last train to Clarksville, where stars who never were go to fade away. Daily, nightly, and every time in between, you look at the circle sky of Hollywood into the stars and hope that the star collector will see you and life will be a Pleasant Valley Sunday again seven days a week. But the whole wide world knows that this is not the case. Your Auntie Griselda has told you to get out. You tell everyone about the potential you had as a rising star when you first became Wolverine. That was then, this is now. Teardrop City is the destination for you because you are no longer that sweet young thing. Zorn Zam will remind you of Kate and Leopold and Van Helsing. You never could break out with any other true hit, not one, zero, zilch. Yes, I will tell you that it is time to stop monkeying around and listen to the band. D.W. Washburn said, or, or maybe it was mm, the girl I knew somewhere. Anyway, they said, oh, wait, 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 I have it. It was Mary, uh, Mary, uh, I forgot the last name. Point being, they said that the issue was a little bit me, a little bit you. But they were wrong. It's just <laughs> you. Get it into your head that, that the tapioca tundra is close to you, my friend, and sometime in the morning you need to take, that, take a giant step and look out and ask yourself, what am I doing hanging around? It may give you the Papa Jean's blues because the good times are over. No, you don't need to give it time. It may be terrifying, but you are not the same. You are not some cuddly toy, nor are you a little girl. You are Wolverine, and that is all you will ever be. At least you can look back on your life and say, I know what I know, I was there, and I'm told I had a good time. <laughs> Very well done. This is the kind of time I wish I had and knew how to use sound effects, you know, to come in with this and give you a nice little ringing, uh, you know, some kind of musical. Ding uh, for every time I use the phone. Just to, well, you know how when you're watching Tonight Show or a show like that and they have, and then at the end, you know, they have the nice music that that uh, <laughs> helps people realize what a great thing this was they just heard. Yes, that part of me good. feels like it would be nice if we had like a little ding for each time I, I, I referenced a, a song because some of them, <laughs> you know, the monkeys aren't quite as well known as the Beatles, but that was part of the challenge. Yes. Uh, one well, day I'm sure problem, I'll take a Beatles shot. So. Well, and the other problem, Jeremy, is that your co-host is really uh, ignorant of a lot of cultural references. So, <laughs> Well, yeah, so I know you have a few of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I did, and it was good. It was good. I, I'm really impressed with your ability to, to take these, whether it's Sylvester Stallone movies or monkey songs, and work them into a coherent uh, a coherent rant. Yeah, I have a feeling you, that you probably probably either J.J. Uh, Abrams or, uh, or Ben Affleck may be next on my rant list in the future. Okay. So. Well, I look forward to it. Now, I will say... If you go to Dollar Tree, Jeremy, they sell, or some of them, they sell those bells, you know, like teachers mm-hmm. to put on their desk or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so for a dollar, and you could you could you could tone every time that you. <laughs> I might have to look into that. I have yeah. to look into that. But uh, so that's the the shortcut because we are technologically impaired. 
That's true. It's sort of like you know, whenever uh, Conan O'Brien years ago on the uh, talk show, whenever he before he moved uh, times and he was originally behind Jay Leno, he used yeah. to always joke about their massive budget that they don't have. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so they yeah. had like the cheesiest of effects. So yes. he, he was like, "That was that was our budget for the entire year." You I know? remember. Yes, <laughs> you mentioned that. I yeah. <laughs> Oh, the good old days of Conan, back whenever he was, I don't yeah. know, funnier. Uh, I enjoyed him back then, before the year 2000. But yeah. <laughs> I don't really get, I don't really watch him anymore. He's on TBS, I, and I could I, watch him, but I, I don't. I don't know. You know, he's he has his moments, but he's not. It's just not what it used to be. You know, yeah. we we were going to talk about uh, you know talk show host. And Conan, if you had asked me 10 years ago who was one of my favorite talk show hosts, Conan would have been up there because I really, really liked him in the time slot behind uh, behind Jay Leno on The Tonight Show. Um, he was funny. He, everything, he, I mean, it, for the time slot, it was perfect. Yeah. And he had you some of the that's... best, and, 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 you know, just some of the best gimmicks. Um, and it, uh, the one, my favorite was the year 2000. Yeah. Uh, where they would look all the way into the year 2000. It was like 1997, you know, yeah. but they're looking yeah. all the way into the year 2000. Unfortunately, once it hit the year 2000, <laughs> they couldn't look there anymore. Yeah, kind of kind of ruined the gimmick there. Um, but, although, quite honestly, I would have still been amused if they had sat around and done in the year 2000, well, after <laughs> 2000. But, yeah. Yes, you're right. You do, you do kind of box yourself in. Do you yeah. think, Jeremy, that maybe that's part of what made his shift over to the Tonight Show a little difficult? Is that that he was just a better fit in that later time frame where yes. the expectations are different? And his his audience was mainly at that time um, college students, um, whereas Jay Leno he appealed to a broader audience, and, and I think that that was really you know the Tonight Show always was more of because it came on right after the news. It typically appealed to uh, young and old. I mean, you, going back to before your days, um, you know, Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson was yeah. the guy who, I don't care if you were 10 years old or if you were 80 years old, you wanted to watch Carson because yeah. he, he was always sharp. He, he was hilarious. He could, he, he could be funny at about any level. Uh, he had some of the best gimmicks around as well. Uh, he was a real he was a real showman and uh and he always had some of the best guests on but but there was something about conan's uh humor that very much hit the college age group and yeah. and you know the, the, those who were who would be in the older bracket wouldn't have found a lot of his stuff funny anyway and they would have uh tuned out by that point and that's all right it wouldn't have hurt ratings at that time but when he moved up right they didn't get his humor so and i yeah. think that was part of the problem and I've had a similar problem. I mean, I have a humor style that some people just don't get. And <laughs> it's do. kind of uncomfortable when you're in those situations and, you know, that people are just kind of looking at you funny. Like, well, I, 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 always can't, just, I can't help it that you don't have a sense of humor. But <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I always just say, you know, if you don't understand the joke, um, then you're just not smart enough to get it. So, uh the uh, you know it used to be that if you have to explain a joke away, it's just not that funny. Um, yeah. But uh, my 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 retort now is you're just not smart enough. Uh, yeah. It's not my problem; it's yours. So. Yeah. But no, 
Yeah, Conan. Conan was great, though. I, I, the, the, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, when I look back at over some of those, some of those different uh, talk show hosts, there. Are, I mean, of course, you, you, you came along about ten years behind me as far as college and everything goes. Yeah. So if I, if I'm thinking it right through, right. And I, well, and I was late coming into actually watching the late night talk show hosts. I mean, I knew of them, but you know, up into like. You know, High school and stuff. I was watching Letterman sometimes. We can talk about him in a minute. I gave him up eventually, but yeah. uh, but I really didn't get into yeah. So I, I'm I was behind. Now to what you were saying about Carson, you think about you think about the fact that uh, they're still running repeats of Carson on. I know. It, what's so, sad I mean, is how much they lost. How much they lost of him. Because for the longest time, they would just tape over old, old shows. So, like, the first 10 or 12 years that he was doing comedy, um, they, don't they, they don't have it. And, um, and, and he didn't, they didn't realize until later on, you know, what they had lost by doing that. Um, but, you know, the, the concept of, of uh, that somebody might want that live television broadcast later didn't dawn on them in time. But that's just like how I once almost taped over an episode of Even Stevens. Uh, it's, it's exactly the same as far as the, <laughs> I don't think it's the same at all. <laughs> when I was in college, the tape I was using for us to go out and film some story we were doing for ME Report, and we're looking through the playback, and then whoever was on the camera, she says, what is this? <laughs> and it was <laughs> Even Stevens. I had recorded an episode of Even Stevens on the same tape. <laughs> There's a there's a period of time that Shia LaBeouf would wishes everyone would uh, either remember or forget. It depends on how you feel about Shia LaBeouf. Yes, but I'm getting a sidetrack, so I just suffice it to say that was a good show. And now back to our regularly scheduled conversation. <laughs> but okay, but yeah, Conan, he, I thought he was good on late night as well, and I was sad yeah. to see what happened with the Tonight Show. But then again, you understand ratings and business and that kind of thing. We'll come yeah. back to Jimmy Fallon. I know you want to say more about him. Uh, no, I really like say, Jimmy, uh, but but I like I like Jay Leno. I I think Jay they pushed him out too soon, which is why you know his comeback he was just as strong as ever. Uh, well, there's Jay's just a, his, solid. He, he was he's a solid performer. Yes. Yeah, and 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 you know he has a way with guests. He has uh he has an ability to. Um, and, and a good talk show host, I think, always has to have this, the ability to make uh, the audience and the guest feel comfortable with one another. And yeah. and I think the best talk show hosts are able to do that and even take the most unfunny of guests and make something funny out of it. I, I felt like Letterman, you know, uh, as opposed to Leno he and opposed to Johnny Carson, he was a, a completely different style. He normally would be mean, cruel. He'd try to make things as sometimes as um, confrontational as possible. But Jay Leno would just be lighthearted, and it didn't matter if it was someone who he, he who you could tell maybe he liked or, or didn't like. Uh, you know, especially when it came to like, you know, we, we live in a polarizing society when it comes to politics, but I don't yeah. care if it was a Democrat or Republican. You know, Jay Leno, uh, Johnny Carson, um, and even now, Jimmy Fallon, they, they have a way of making whoever it is um, as unlikable as they might be. He can make them funny and 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 make you at ease uh, 
as as a you know watching them and make them at ease sitting in that chair. Uh, whereas yeah. certain certain uh, show hosts try and play. They think suddenly they they forget that they're a variety talk show host and they think that they need to have gotcha moments. And you know Colbert, for instance, would be that type of guy. Which and he took over for Letterman, so that fits. But yeah, yeah. Well, and and Letterman, you know, when I first, which I was not overly political, I guess, when I was first introduced to Letterman, because I was younger and wasn't old enough to vote and that kind of thing. So you know, I've been conservative all my life, I think, pretty much. But as far as really being in or thinking about all the politics stuff. You know, I, I wasn't as into it as I am now. But there were things about Letterman. Some of the the bits he would do and some of the quirkiness that he had that I really liked. But he came to a point, I don't remember when this happened, but it got to a point where, honestly, he just started striking me as just kind of a bitter, you know, like maybe disgruntled, I don't know. But just there yeah. was something that to me about his, personality or how he was doing the show that changed and I I went away from it. Um Yeah. Some of I'm, his, I'm not a fan I of love about anything that he would do in the Hello Deli with Rupert or those segments. Yeah. Uh, were good. He he would put he put a big meatball on top of his Christmas tree. That was interesting. Uh, <laughs> you know, so they did some things uh like that that I that I liked and there were things about his style that I liked, but he got too political, and like I said, I mean, he right. seemed to get kind of, and, and know, you know, I, I don't like, know the word and, for it. And I had to choose between him and Jay, and for me, it was easy, because Jay, Jay has, number one, he had the newspaper thing, uh, clippings, where people would send in newspaper, you know, typos headlines. or things like that. Yeah. yeah, the headlines. It was hilarious, especially when yeah. you got to the wedding names. Um, but then he also did The Man on the Street, long before Waters World and before Jimmy Kimmel was sending people out asking questions. Yeah. Jay Leno went out there and would ask, yeah. you know. Jaywalking, right? Yeah, jaywalking. And it was great. It was, I mean, yeah. it was, you, you, you know, most of the time you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, these people have to be plants. But I don't think they were. <laughs> And Jay and Jay yeah, was and it, he was he was so quick, you know, with a with a response too. If they came back with something, he, you know, he he was ready to go with a funny retort. But uh, yeah, That's I don't true. know. He he was uh, he was segment. Yes. The sad thing is, the older I get, the older I would get, the the more the, those those bits became sad instead of funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know. You be instead of instead of laughing, you begin to go. You gotta be kidding me, really? Yeah. You don't know who the first president is, but Jeremy, I watched one once where he was asking these kids like American history questions, and the kids are missing them. So they bring out their parents, and their parents are missing them, and then they bring out Grandpa, and he knows every single one of them. Yep. And I mean that's I funny to a point, but then it's like you know what? That's really instructive too. <laughs> well, you, you know they don't do stuff like that. It's, they, you don't see you know a lot of them. They're gotcha questions. Jimmy Kimmel does it now on his, yeah. but they're funny. It is still pretty funny. Uh, it yeah. was sad whenever some, uh, you had somebody you, they can name more Avengers than they can presidential, um, you know, presidents uh, basically. Yeah. And 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 they did they did one of those, but. Uh, um, Last night I saw a, uh, and it was actually a, a clip that had been put up on the internet of James. Um, oh, I just I want to pronounce his last name wrong. Uh, is it Corday? Uh, Corden. Yes. Corden. Yeah. 
And I was uh, going to bring uh, him up before we get over to back over to Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, well, I was say, I, I saw him, I saw where he did a segment where he um uh, he had the guys from that used to be Top Gear but are now you know doing the Grand Tour and okay. basically they did a drive around a track as fast as they could while he asked them questions. And uh, you know, and it would be pop questions. Some of it was historical questions. Some of it was multiplication, like math. And yeah. these three guys, Clarkson, Hammond, and May, who you think is just you know gear heads and all, not the sharpest knife in the drawer, some to, to some right. degree. You know, listen, they were getting the math, the the multiplication as they're driving, and they're they're yeah. and they're driving an extreme fast, right. curvy track, and they're right. getting these questions right. And I'm going. I'm sitting here trying to think them through because I'm yeah. I'm I'm trying to watch the show, enjoy it, but at the same time get the answer right. And they're beating right. me to it while they're sitting there driving, and I'm thinking, man, I'm impressed by that. Yeah. Um, but uh, he had he's, he's really good surprised. with uh, with his cast, you know, yeah, with, with who he brings on. Let's talk about him a little bit because and and here's the thing: we got we're talking for a minute about the Late Late Show because that's what Corden hosts now. Right. And we know Stephen Colbert moved to the Late Show. I don't even want to discuss Stephen Colbert beyond to say that in the early days of the Colbert Report, I thought there was a lot of funny stuff going on there. By the end of it, I wasn't even paying attention. And now I think he's a joke, which you would you might think, hey, I want a joke to be the host <laughs> of a funny night show. No, he's just yeah, I, I think not he, funny. I think uh-huh. No. Yeah. So I don't even I don't even pay attention to it, but. When, let me think here. When Craig Kilborn left the Late Late Show, and they're working on bringing in replacement, you know they eventually settled on Craig Ferguson. And I thought, what are you doing bringing you know the guy from the Drew Carey show? What yeah, I know, doing? but I liked him. And I he loved. He turned him. out to be really good. Yes. I did not realize how funny he was. So he, he did he a is. really good job. And on top of it, you had that great Scottish accent. I mean, yes. I love the Scottish accents. Accents so. are cool. I mean, yes. not all of them, but a lot of them, yeah. The Scottish accent, uh, I like a good uh, Australian he, accent. Yeah. And he's a huge so. Doctor Who fan, so that was a plus for me as well. By the way, yeah. James Corden was on two episodes of Doctor Who, so a little trivia back there. Yeah. But. I may run into that someday when I can see a few more of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's in, um, so, so CBS... At the time, you think, what are they doing? And it turns out to be a really good choice. And the same thing has happened now when Ferguson left. The same has happened now with James Corden. I mean, I'd never heard of the guy. And they bring him in, and they're like, yeah, whatever. And honestly, of the late-night host now, he's gotten up to where he's one of my favorites. And I don't watch this. I don't watch the late-night stuff all the time, and especially lately because I've been trying to go to bed earlier and get up earlier. But... As far as the whole, I mean, he 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 yeah, might be my favorite right now. He's close. I don't know if you have not seen the thing where he raced Usain Bolt a week or two ago. I haven't um, seen that. I'll have to look that. That would be a pretty nice introduction to kind of his sort of humor. Uh, he, they bring in Usain Bolt, and it's him and Usain Bolt, and like everybody off of the cast of the show, the staff of the show. And they're all out to have this foot race with Usain Bolt. And so they've got it set up, and there's a guy doing the announcing for it, you know, commentating for it and, you know, setting the scene and talking about the different people that are there. Anyway, it's uh, it was good. I, 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 he, I, 
I like his stuff. I, what I've seen of it, but I haven't seen him as much. But uh, that's because you know I, I normally am watching Jimmy Fallon, and then that's normally I'm yeah. done. I don't normally flip it over. Sure. Um, but I'll catch his stuff on on YouTube later, like some of his uh, bits. So that's what happens yeah. with Jimmy Kimmel. Like Jimmy Kimmel is brilliant with the mean tweets. Those are hilarious. Um, having someone get on because you know how mean people are on Twitter, and have yes. that person get up there and then read it to die. <laughs> you know, I mean, they. I understand sometimes they, those tweets are to the point they have to bleep them. I get that, but. Uh, yeah. But the 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 fact that the, these he, uh, President Obama even did it, and I couldn't help but even think that was hilarious that he would he would come on the show and read all the and they n- normally they always ended with thanks Obama, <laughs> you know. So uh, but they were, I mean, it was really quite funny that he was well, you know uh, in that in that regard it's one of the few times in which I found uh, our president to be somewhat uh, funny. Um, but uh, though he slow rolled the news on Jimmy Fallon before and actually did pretty well with that too. But uh, now Fallon, my favorite thing that Fallon does is uh, Fallon did the whole karaoke, um, or you know, not like not karaoke, but lip syncing. He brought it yeah, back I've seen to that the a point that yes. yeah, to a point that now they have a whole show on a different network about lip syncing from that. But but his was very simple. Not normally a, a lot of uh, props. And my favorite still is Emma Stone doing uh, battling him. It is one of my one of the best battles. You can look it up on on uh, YouTube. It is one of the funniest. She chooses two of the hardest songs. Uh, I think she chose all, all I Do Is Win, and then she chose uh, Hook by uh, uh, Blues Traveler, which is incredibly difficult, and she nails it. But but uh, he did one where he did You Lost That Love and Feeling with uh, Tom Cruise. That was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, he just but but he he's a callback to. Um, the old time uh, talk show hosts like, uh, like I would say, Jim, uh, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Johnny Carson was, and the fact that he can sing if he needs to, um, he's a, he, he he can yeah. he can uh, act, he can dance, he can, he's quick with a joke, um, but he can also you know uh, get get something out of his guest because he's a good interviewer, um, and and uh, there's just something about that. He he has a really good good way about him. Uh, he's he's hilarious. I like his thank you notes. He does the, the whole thank you note thing, which is hilarious. Can I but, say um, something about that? Yeah. Can I interject? Which yes. the thank you note, especially which he started that on on late night and brought it over, understandably. And yeah, especially when it first came out, it was great. I loved it, and I I'm I'm not I'm not uh, trying to diminish it now. But I will say he's been doing it long enough. He does not need to go through his whole introductory deal with it anymore. I'm over. <laughs> yeah, it. I'm over. True. It. We we get it. You check your email. You yeah. We we get it. Just <laughs> just say it's time for thank you notes, and we'll be good. Yeah. So. He but he hasn't he hasn't done it as much lately now either. But uh, because he's starting to get hard new to come up with things. Yeah. yeah, he's he's starting to come up with new gimmicks um, that that I like. I will say, if if you ever venture beyond uh, American television, one of my favorite hosts. I think this is uh, where Corden gets his idea of doing it to some degree. Uh, Graham Norton, uh, Graham Norton on BBC America does uh, a talk show, and I don't care who you are, he'll have big stars to, from people who I've never heard before. That maybe they're stage actors there in in the UK. Yeah. And uh, he'll put them all on the couch together at the same time, and they'll just sit there and talk. And and it's just like you know, 
four or five friends all sitting down and just chatting about whatever. Not necessarily any big agenda, not not uh, necessarily a big skit that they throw out there. Um, yeah. it's, it's just, you know, chatting. And he makes it really quite quite interesting and, and hilarious. I don't care who his guest is. It, it almost always comes across funny. He, he doesn't normally get real political. Um, you, know, uh, uh, you know, he walks that fine line. And I will say that he, I'm sure he has a number of views I would disagree with. But as a talk show host, he's really quite funny and unique um, in some of the stuff that he does. So I enjoy well, I, I enjoy him. I enjoy Fallon when I can see Kimmel, especially Kimmel's personal. Anytime he has a vendetta with, uh, you know, uh, um, <laughs> I just lost yeah, his name. Now we're going to uh, forget his name. Yeah. And not Ben Affleck, but uh, Matt Damon. Uh, yeah, His vendetta with Matt Damon is hilarious. Yeah. Um, and uh, and of course, Corden's good. So with all the all the all those names, there's no reason for people to waste their time with Trevor Noah or with Stephen Colbert, you know, or uh, whoever that other guy yeah. is that used to be on SNL that isn't funny, uh, Seth Meyers. Um, uh, those guys are really, yeah. in my we opinion, almost, they're horrible. We almost <laughs> kept Seth out of this entirely. I yeah. hadn't even thought of him I, for good reason. Yeah, I just want to okay. mention him as being now, bad. Yes, horrible. Yes. Okay, you brought him up, so I'm going to say this, Jeremy. And I know okay. this is controversial, uh, but I'm going to say it. Seth Meyers is not funny. No, he's not. I agree. I do not understand. I, I really do not understand how he not only got the job, that's one thing, but how he has maintained the job. He is not funny. He try, he tries to brand himself as being, uh, I think Fallon 2.0, but in fact okay. he's he's not he's nothing like you know Fallon. But remember he he followed in Fallon's footsteps on the news desk. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then eventually update. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, there on SNL, and then and then you know he he took Fallon's spot as uh, uh, on, on you know following up the Tonight Show, and he he just isn't funny. Now, he really isn't. I guess if there is somebody's coattails you want to ride in the entertainment industry, you know he could have chosen worse. Right. But right. so far that's what he's doing. Right. He comes in behind. You know, oh, Jimmy's not on Weekend Update. Okay, I'll take it. Jimmy's not on Late Night. Anymore. Okay, I'll I'll come in and take it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what so, it seems like. I tell you yeah. what, I hope I hope Jimmy stays around for another thirty years on the Tonight Show because I don't want <laughs> yeah, enough Myers want- there. And and I understand people have different senses of humor or whatever, but again, I don't find Seth Meyers funny. If I laugh, which is rare, we do come across them sometimes. When I laugh, it is definitely an exception to the rule because he's just not funny. No, not not in the slightest. No, so. I'm glad I'm not the only one who has that view. I didn't want to be alone on an island there with that's so hilarious. And just you know, as a reminder to people, if if you don't like what we uh, we say about any of these uh, uh, folks, just remember you can let let me know. Um, yes. Send at, it all to Jeremy, please. Yes, we're trying that, to centralize um, it. Whether it's something I said or Jeremy said, if it's on the show and you don't like it, just uh, send it to me. Sending it to Jeremy's email address. Jeremy, tell them that great email address. That email address is all lowercase, no no spaces. I really do not care what you think at gmail.com. I yeah. really do not care what you think at gmail.com. It's a legitimate Gmail account. Send your email there. I really do not care what you think. Jeremy, I'm wondering, do you really 
I mean, at the end of the day, deep down, do you really you know, care? You know, I'm that phrase at the end of the day. <laughs> do, do I ever do I ever check it? Is that what you're wondering? No, I, was I do. If you really cared, but uh, oh no, I don't. But I, I don't, don't care. Answer. And I know that people are thinking, well, the sponsor today is sarcasm as a second language, the forthcoming uh, book material by me. But this is not sarcasm. That is a real email address. Jeremy does sometimes check it just so he can laugh and go about his day. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I need to check in. Jeremy, prepare yourself. Next week I'm going to ask you if I remember how many emails are in the inbox. Okay, yeah. All right. Um, and uh, as far as sarcasm, it's, it's like a second language to me. So I, I think speak, I'll sign I you up. To, sarcasm. I think, uh, Jeremy, why didn't I think of this before? I should have signed you up already for the political emails from Trump and from Clinton. Yeah, you should have done that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would be happy to receive all those emails and respond. Uh, a new email from Donald Trump. I really do not care what you think. Hey, another one from Hillary. I really do not care what you think. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I wish I could right, get them out yeah. of my legitimate accounts. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've started getting some, and I don't know how my email got in there. But I don't either. I keep it and unsubscribe, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. Yeah, but anyway, yes, yeah, send your complaints to that address, and it is real, and Jeremy does check it. Uh, now, you mentioned about you mentioned about the having all the guests out at one time, and maybe that is where Corden got it, and that's one of the things about Corden's show that that. I ended up liking it better than I thought it, I would, of bringing all the guests out at once and having them talk. Uh, so that is it, you you. It brings a dynamic that you wouldn't get with a one-on-one. So that was right. interesting. All right. Well, I think we've talked through what we can with the time that we have here. Um, so we'll drive the peg there and leave our conversation at that. But. I know, Jeremy, we talked earlier. You do have a band phrase of the week this week? I do. Uh, it's it's more like a, um, a, a word, but I'll, I'll make it into a phrase, which is, it's unprecedented. The band phrase is, it's unprecedented. And this is why it's being used concerning the election, concerning protests, concerning shootings, concerning the hurricane that's currently happening. People are using this word, and listen, I do not think it means what they think it means, okay? It's (laughs) unprecedented is a banned phrase. Okay. Now, I I I have to ask, in light of the context here, is is there any kind of thing that's gone before that would uh, give us some guidance as to how you do these banned phrases? Is there some sort of guiding principle that has occurred previous to this? There, uh, it, it is an unprincipled <laughs> moment that has just happened. <laughs> I like how you're okay. trying really hard to trap me. Yeah. <laughs> not going to happen. Right. Fair enough. So we will not be using that phrase, uh, We, which let's, we'll leave it at that. We will not be using that phrase. It's unprecedented is our band phrase of the week. All right, Jeremy, I always enjoy this, and our time passes really fast, but we've got to be done for now. I hope that our listeners, not viewers, that our listeners uh, enjoyed this. 
and we'll be back in a week's time. You got anything else for him? That's all I have. All right. I'm done, too. So this is John. He's Jeremy. We hope that you have a great week and encourage you to live greatly.